Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite to Queen's Claim Your Career Crown podcast. I'm your host, Lynn, and today I'm joined by our VP of Operations, Amanda, and our wonderful guest, Andrew Kapp. So today we're going to be talking about how you can implement the law of attraction in your life and fully realize your goals. Um, Andrew is the perfect guest for this. He is the author of the best-selling book, The Last Law of Attraction Book You'll Ever Need to Read. <laughs> wow. Okay. And uh, Andrew's book offers readers a never before seen understanding of the topic that no other law of attraction book has ever been able to do. And he goes that extra mile of finally addressing the why. And I'm such a big believer in the why. Why people who get excited about trying, um, it can still uh, can't manage to get into the habit of using these methods. Um, so this is perfect for you because you can learn how to do this in just five minutes a day. So Andrew, if I haven't completely flubbed up your, uh, the, the, you know, the information about your book, please set me right and welcome, welcome to the show. No, we're good. And uh, Lynn, thank you so much for having me. I'm really uh, excited to talk to you and Amanda. And uh, yes, I realize my book is uh, setting records for length of title. I mean, you say the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read. And you're correct. The the whole thing, I mean, I try to do a lot with the book, but one of the important things is that understanding. And this isn't just law of attraction. It can be nutrition. It could be relationships. It could be money. We find out information. We get super excited. We start to do it. We actually get results or start to get results and we still stop. And um, like you were alluding to, it was my intention and goal is to present content that kind of stops us from doing that, holds up the proper mirror so that we can finally get consistent with this or anything else and see the results that we've always wanted. Oh, that is that's absolutely brilliant. And uh, for anyone who's joining us for the first time, um, go ahead and take this opportunity to hit that subscribe button. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, share the love and uh, give us a five-star review. Okay. So, Andrew, let's get right into this. Uh, you know, I, and I guess from a high level um, for our audience, can you sort of explain the law of attraction, what it is, um, and how did it help you reclaim your life after you lost your business, your and your girlfriend all in the same week. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So uh, we'll see if I can do a short version of this answer because <laughs> if you let me go, I'll be 20 minutes later. <laughs> um, I mean, first of all, hopefully a, a quick, easy explanation. You know, law of attraction is rooted in the premise that everything is energy. Your energy, Amanda's energy, I'm energy, uh, the desks in front of us are energy, but also the thoughts that we think are energy. And all energy vibrates at a certain frequency and like frequencies attract like frequencies. So with the understanding that everything's energy, including our thoughts, we are at a certain level of agency where we can be more intentional about the thoughts that we have and the feelings that we have. Um, and hopefully uh, a successful attempt to attract the people, moments, experiences, successes and other things into our life, especially since being, things are being attracted anyway, no matter what. So we might as well be strategic and intentional because we're already thinking things and we're already attracting things. Um, where this comes into play for me, I mean, I learned about the law of attraction back in 2004. And for me, it was just another uh, one of many positive modalities that I was trying to use to implement into my life to be successful in my business. And to be candid, it was very hit and miss for me. Sometimes it would go well, sometimes it wouldn't. I'd have my successes, I'd have my failures. And I had this viewpoint that law of attraction was inconsistent. 
And um, as you were alluding to, four years later, I discovered it was me who was inconsistent, not the law of attraction. And uh, I did, <clears throat> I had that really rough week where uh, I basically, you know, I quit my business because I was like, you know, four years at it, nothing was happening. And I was trying to save that relationship, but it, it was too late because three days later, she breaks up over text. And um, obviously it was a rough week yeah. where I kind of felt like I lost 90% of my life just in that span. Like imagine you wake up on Monday, you've got your business and your relationship of three years, you wake up on Thursday or Friday and they're both gone. And um, I obviously had to take a really close, honest look in the mirror and say, something's not working here. I've got to do something. And I had this weird um, simultaneous moment of stubbornness and indignation, but also an epiphany of, well, that law of attraction thing, whatever it is, it seemed to work whenever I actually did it and didn't stop. And I was just upset at that point. Like, you know what? I don't care what happens. I don't care when it happens. I don't care why it happens. I don't care how it happens. I'm going to go all in with this thing once and for all, because obviously, honestly, I'm, you know, obviously I'm, I'm upset and I've got nothing better to do. And when I made that commitment, that's when there was like this real shift, because two weeks later, I felt better, which I'm sure anyone who's ever had a broken heart can agree like that's a pretty fast time frame. Not 100%, by the way, just much better, much more better than I should have felt. Uh, three months later, I'm in a brand new relationship, way healthier, way happier, way more connected. Four months later, I'm making more money than at any point in my life before then. And six months later, everything had changed. I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm waking up happy and fulfilled. I even went through this period, like there's a seven week period in there where I lost 25 pounds without trying to. It just happened in the course of, you know, working out with Sensei, but they, I just wanted to feel better about myself. I wasn't trying to lose weight. And then one day I wake up, I, someone tells me to look on the scale. I'm like, okay, well, this is nice. But where I'm going with this is like, you know, really, these are just simple gratitude or visualization exercises that, you know, I mean, I want you to get my book, but you could read these in any book. The, the key is to actually do them. You can find this on any YouTube channel. I was just very consistent for just five minutes a day through these gratitude processes and visualization. And I took inspired action in concert with that and um, cut to 10 or 11 years later, I want to do a new business. I'm saying, okay, what can I do that I'm actually going to be happy, fulfilled, and to be candid, not bored and excited to engage with my customers. And it kind of occurred to me, all right, let me do, like, let me finally give myself permission to hopefully add something to this space of a thousand books and hopefully say something new and hopefully give people a, a new perspective and a new paradigm for success that they can actually follow through on. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I agree. Not, the, not all the bad things that happened, but, you know, how you were able to turn that around and, um, you know, really you made a choice. I mean, that's what's so important, that power of choice that you chose um, to find a new way, to find a new path and, and to pursue it. Yeah, it was it was really I think we all go through things. I'm not unique. We all have those those rock bottom moments. We all have those those moments of clarity. So I'm not unique in that regard. And and really, um, there's a lot of people. Again, I waited 10 years to write this book. So no one even knew that I had the success. There are people in this world right now who go through these things and make those decisions and make those changes and, and have vast improvement. And you never hear about it, so you're less, and you as in anyone listening, is probably less motivated or inspired to try for themselves, not realizing that everybody has access to massive dramatic improvements in their life if only they won't judge themselves so much, if only they'll give themselves the freedom and the space and the permission to just see what happens. Because, by the way, if, if deadlines work for you, I say go for it. But since deadlines don't feel good for me, a key turning point, a key aspect of this 
was me and letting go of the deadline and letting go of the requirements because the results that I got came faster than I would have been able to orchestrate for myself, but they were also better than I could have imagined. Yeah, that's great. that makes yeah. And I mean, the situation described, that's quite the turnaround that you went through. But you talked about being kind of inconsistent when you first started with the law of attraction. How can people who don't really understand or, or care about the law of attraction still benefit from what it teaches? And how does it impact all areas of their lives? Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's interesting because well, let's talk about the reason why people are inconsistent, because once you have that level of awareness, it, it actually it'll give you a window into um, improvements you can make in your life. Again, regardless of whether you believe in law of attraction or not. <laughs> and bear in mind, I'm obviously not a clinical psychotherapist or psychologist here. So the terms I'm going to throw aren't exactly technical, but I'm a huge proponent of using terminology, words, examples that just our minds can kind of click on because then everything comes together. So with that um, caveat, I believe we've got like three minds. We've got our conscious mind, we've got our subconscious mind, and right in the middle, we've got what I define as the ego. And the ego, as I define it, only has one job in this world, and that's keeping you alive, which is good news or bad news, depending on where you are in your life right now, because the ego is way stronger than your conscious mind. Fortunately, nothing compared to the subconscious. And with this, it's got one job in this world. It's just to keep you alive. And because of that, well, that means any changes you're making, even if they seem to be positive, it's going to resist against because there's someone, at least one person out there right now who probably wants to be rich and famous. But for all your ego knows is when you become famous, you're going to get a stalker and that's a threat to your survival. And for all the ego knows is when you make some more money, you're going to get some weird distant family member out of the woodwork, try to sue you for your home. And that's a threat to your survival, right? So your ego loves you and there's a misguided attempt to protect you. But by that same notion, it really understands your own fears, uncertainties, your doubts, your psychological tendencies. And it's going to do everything by hook or by crook to keep you where you are. Because again, right now you're alive. Even with a health problem, you're alive. It's like, I do not want to risk this and mess this up, which, by the way, skipping ahead. Again, this could be, um, you know, money, law of attraction, relationships, health, nutrition. Well, what do we do about this? Understanding that the ego is really fighting hard for your survival in a misguided way. Well, I just said before, subconscious mind, way more powerful. We want to bypass the ego. And fortunately for us, it's actually way simpler than you think. All you need to do is to pick a gratitude method or two, pick a visualization method or two, and simply do five minutes a day of that. And the key to that is by putting in that intention, the mental thought process you will put yourself through will access the subconscious mind directly. And depending on your beliefs, if you believe in the universe, well, it's going to send that magnetic vibration out and bring things back to you. But if you don't believe in the universe, that's just fine. You are still programming the most powerful supercomputer in this world, and it's going to govern your your reactions. So someone that wants to get a, a job promotion, for example, when they're feeding those positive messages and images to their subconscious mind, all of a sudden, without having to try and orchestrate it consciously, they're going to be standing up straighter. There's going to be a, a more magnetic cadence to their voice, their eye contact, their body posture the decisions they make, the ideas that come into their head, the ease with which they communicate with bosses and colleagues, like all these things are going to automatically come together so that they get their result. So again, I know that's probably like a really long word salad, but since I was saying I've got this big problem, I also want to give people a nice little indicator of the easily accessible solution. And again, that's just finding these methods that will work. And P.S., the whole point is you enjoy them. When you enjoy them, you do them. When you do them, you're consistent. When you're consistent, you get momentum. And when you've got momentum, that's the key to everything. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, what you're saying this is kind of off script, but it reminds me of um, affirmations, which is something that Lynn loves to talk about. Um, is is the law of attraction kind of related to affirmations and like telling yourself um, telling yourself a positive message, and then that kind of manifesting in your real life the more you hear it? From my viewpoint, it is. Now, I'm a, like for me, the thing about affirmations from where I sit is, are they worded in a way that that speaks to you and feels good? So this is actually a really interesting thing. This, and again, this is our ego, whether it's an affirmation or it's a law of attraction method or whatever it might be, there's always those little sneaky ways in which we might get in our way. So for me, if you're asking me to like define a, a good affirmation, it's gotta be worded in a way that fits in with how you speak. And also it's gotta feel good. Meaning if somebody wants to like their, their affirmation is that they're getting out of debt, they're getting out of debt. Does that feel good? Does it feel like it's real? Or does it feel like they're trying to fight against the current and not realizing actually reinforcing the lack of what they want, which is why, okay, if, if they can identify that they don't feel good when they're doing an affirmation, they want to change the affirmation to something like, I'm inviting more and more money, or I'm so grateful that, you know, I see evidence around me of everyone paying their bills off successfully every day, and I'm no different from anybody. That's a long-winded affirmation, but it's more about the, uh, the spirit of the affirmation we're going with. So long-winded answer, Amanda. Yeah, I agree 100%. Affirmations are definitely a viable tool in this process or in this aspect of law of attraction for anyone that wants to strategically use them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That totally makes sense. Um, you've talked about uh, the importance of gratitude to anchor your mindset too uh, for automatic success. Can you talk a little bit more about that and your time lapse method? Yeah, absolutely. So, first of all, the thing about gratitude is, especially people that read law of attraction books or listen to interviews where where there's a, a law of attraction author or whatever, it's it's a really interesting thing because it's almost like a fad and almost like a buzzword, and we often find ourselves unintentionally uh, gl glossing past what it really is and the real power and impact. I mean, gratitude really, when you're appreciating something of something that you have or feeling good about something on the way. It's sending out, again, depending on your beliefs, either a really viscerally strong signal to the universe that's going to magnetically attract what you want back. Or if you don't believe in that thing, it's very powerfully programming your subconscious mind for success when you are grateful. And, um, you know, you bring up the time lapse method. That's my favorite method from the book. And, you know, not to put an unnecessary expectation on anyone that uses it. When I look back at all those <laughs> improvements that I made in my life. Um, the money part in particular, I really attribute the inspired action that I came up with and I took rooted in for money off of the time lapse method. So I think it works. I'm pretty happy with it. To briefly explain it to people, it's a gratitude method by which you're going to take 15 things that you're grateful for and you just write them down. And five of them are from your past. Five of them are from your present and five are things that you want in your future. And you're simply going to phrase them, although in the present tense, where if you read that list to somebody else, they wouldn't be able to tell if the thing happened or it is happening, if it's true, if it's false. It's all in the present tense, regardless of where it occurs in your timeline. And then you're going to jumble up that list. So maybe the first thing is a present item and then a past and the future, another present, whatever it might be. And then you simply um, and by the way, there's no rules here. So you can do this in your mind. You can do it out loud. But you're going to read through each item on that list. And with each one, you're just going to give yourself 20 to 60 seconds to feel gratitude for that thing. Now, the power and the leverage here is that when you think about it, two thirds of that list is real. It either has happened or is happening in your three dimensional, tangible, physical reality, regardless of any doubts or insecurities or fears or, or naysayers. It's done. It happens, meaning the gratitude that you feel for those, um, you know, those 10 things out of the 15 is going to have a certainty and a confidence and an enthusiasm and a level of energy that you just can't manufacture or replicate. 
Therefore, though, with that understanding, we as humans, we don't really downshift very easily. The five future things are also going to carry over in that same level of enthusiasm and certainty and gratitude. So you're basically kind of tricking your vibration or more powerfully uh, programming your subconscious mind to invite those future things while simultaneously feeling good about those other things. So you're giving yourself a few minutes to just feel good while programming yourself for success. And P.S., if I'm either lying or deluded about any of this stuff and it doesn't really lead to good things, just understand they've done studies where gratitude in and of itself has been shown to increase confidence, improve sleep, reduce anxiety. Like there's all these benefits, physiologically speaking, that have nothing to do with the law of attraction, where if someone just took five minutes to feel grateful, even if they don't get those other things, even though I know they will, they're still getting a win instantly in, in that moment. So that's my huge little um, endorsement of it to encourage people to give it a shot and see how they feel trying it out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sounds really intriguing. Uh, and I, I also feel like that's some, one thing that I've always used as a technique, you know, to call me if I'm upset. It's like, well, what am I grateful for right now in this moment? And grateful, uh, you know, there's always all kinds of things that immediately can come to mind. And then it just in it, you know, along with breathing, it can just, OK, let's reframe this. Um, but it really intrigues me and the sense of how you connect that with the, what you had already said about the ego. And so when you're looking at, um, you know, these five things that are the, the past, the present and the future, <laughs> um, when are they, um, you know, are you, you know, you could say, like, I'm grateful I wrote a, my book or am I great, you know, which is in the past or, or is it more like I'm grateful for the relationship I had with my late husband? I mean, where is it? just all no holds bar it's whatever works or how do you um really use that so that you can help yourself overcome that that ego that might get in the way yeah i'm so glad you brought that up because like any method um our ego will find a way to kind of throw a little a doubt or like oh no it's got to be perfect and if you're not doing it this way it's not going to work this and that so i guess the the fast answer is there are technically no rules i mean if there was one rule is that you feel good while thinking about what you have or what you want or both. Therefore, the guideline for what you put down is just verb verbalizing things in a way that just makes sense with how you speak and how you, like some people, they wanna say, I'm so happy and grateful now that. But other people think that that seems too formulaic for them and it seems too unnatural. The answer is either one works depending on which one you wanna do. Some people, if that resonates, beautiful. Some people, if they wanna like, you know, for example, you know, I am I am so grateful for that that wonderful apartment that I had in, that that I um, that I got access to in Queens. Well, is it something that's happening right now? Is it something that's going to happen? Did it happen five years in the past? Did it happen one month in the past? I mean, I kind of flubbed that a little, but you you could word it in a certain way where it kind of fits in any way, shape, or form. And I would encourage people, Lynn, to experiment to take maybe one thing that they that they want to invite write it in five or 10 different ways, just this first time in a pre-prep and see which one kind of sings or, or speaks to them. Like, okay, that one rolls off the tongue really well, or that one makes sense, or that one's something I'm comfortable repeating on a regular basis. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Cool. Um, so when we were developing this, our director of content expressed some skepticism about the power of the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. uh, do people have to actually believe in it for it to work? They really don't. And, you know, it's funny. I was, I was telling you before, I love I love giving explanations that kind of like Lincoln with physical, tangible reality just because it, it helps us 
believe it or not, it just helps us grasp it in a certain specific way. And the way I often like try to link this is kind of thinking about lifting weights to get muscles. Very oversimplified, but it makes sense to everyone, right? So to kind of share with you and your audience two possible explanations of how that actually happens. Explanation number one is you lift weights and you go to sleep that night and the muscle fairy comes and she waves her magic wand and boom, you wake up and you've got more muscles. Explanation number two is that when you're working out, you're putting so much stress on your body that your muscles are actually tearing in little areas and your body responds in a healing process by filling in those gaps with more muscle fiber, hence more muscles. Now, I oversimplify that explanation. A personal trainer will probably tell me that I butchered it, but I'm also going to gamble that anyone would say, hey, Andrew, if I got to pick which one is real, it's that second one. That's the actual explanation to which I respond. Well, unless you're a personal trainer or unless you're a physical therapist, technically, the answer doesn't matter. All that matters is you lift weights, you get muscles, you put an X, you get Y. And by that same token, if you would give yourself the gift of gratitude or visualization process for even just five minutes a day, you will be pleasantly surprised. And for those people that are skeptical about it, again, I recall that I said, the gratitude is a win in and of itself because physiological speaking, you're feeling good, you're releasing endorphins or, or whatever it might be, when you can instead be spending time worrying about a relationship or a business or the state of the world or something. So so there's that win in and of itself. But I would say this, you're going to do this, you're going to get results when they come. If you don't want to credit the universe, then don't. Don't credit me, don't credit the book, don't credit any of that. But at the very least, at least identify that you did this thing and these results came. And let that be enough of a motivation to exp to continue the experiment. And it'll keep happening that way. And keep saying no. Keep saying it's not the law of attraction. But please, at least keep doing it and keep getting those results. Because me personally, I'm not interested in um, convincing anybody. But what I am interested in is giving them some kind of window with which they can do something of their own volition in a very easy, convenient way and experience and achieve a positive result on the back end of that. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you have nothing to lose. And like you said, even if you don't uh, see the results or, or um, attribute those results to the law of attraction, at least you get those other benefits that you mentioned. So yeah, you be strategic with your focus, because when you're being strategic with your focus, I mean, I'll, I'll tell I'll actually give you a, a preview. I'm, I'm going to be making a YouTube video that I'm going to call um, probably something like the the big Maui mountain method. I always try to come up with fun little <laughs> names of methods just because it helps people link it in their brain and do things. And it's off of a memory of about 10 years ago, I went to Maui and um, they've got this, this mountain called Mount Haleakala. Yeah. And the cool thing about it is you go up there, like you wake up at 3 a.m., you go all the way to the top so you can get to watch the sunrise. And it's really cool. I'm going to share photos when I make the video. You're above the clouds. Like you're yeah. so far up that you can see the clouds beneath you as the sun's coming up. And then a cool extra thing is one of the tourist things they have is you can ride a bike down the mountain after that. And the first thing, you know, the instructors tell you when they're doing it is like, listen, you got to keep your eyes on the road and not on the beautiful mountain that you're going past. Because human nature being what it is, is you're going to go in the direction of your focus. You want to if you focus on that mountain, you're going to crash into it. They were really worried about that thing. And that really, again, speaks to. Throwing the law of attraction completely to the side, understanding human focus and human intention. You're going to get what you focus on. If you're looking at the glass as half empty, you're going to keep coming up with reasons and excuses. And your subconscious mind, to say nothing of the universe, will come up with ways of giving you that experience where strategically you're like, no, listen, 
I'm going to focus on good things, positive things, because that's where my brilliant ideas are going to come from. That's where I'm going to have more pep in my step, for lack of a, a more up-to-date term. That's where I'm going to be motivated. That's where I'm going to be excited. That's where I'm going to engage with life because, you know, like it or not, this is our one trip. Even if you believe in reincarnation, this is your one trip as you in this personality, in this situation. So no matter what, this is your one trip. Don't waste it. Be strategic and intentional about focusing on good things in a good way so that you can yield more positive experiences throughout your life. Yeah. No, I mean, I, this speaks to a lot because I know I, I believe a lot in positive thinking and I am definitely going to check out some of the things that you have. Cause one of the things is that when you're also, when you're working with other people, cause I've found that this will negatively impact if I'm a glass half full person and I'm working with a glass half empty person or a whole team that can really impact negatively impact um, my performance at work. Um, it, my mindset, it's just like, it starts to just, it's like this anchor around my neck. And um, so when you're in these situations, which is a little thing, but you know, how can you, um, what's some advice for navigating that type of situation so that you can keep yourself where you are. Um, but um, certainly at work and maybe even in some relationships with a relationship, depending on what it is, you can always choose to, you know, make a new path, but, um, but even at work, I mean, what's some advice there so that um, you can keep yourself um, protected in a way, but keep it that um, not where your ego doesn't take it. I don't know. I'm probably making a mess of this, but do you get no, what I'm you're, you're, to you're asking a really important question because Everything I've set up till now, while I think it's valid, uh, um, you know, a naysayer can technically say, hey, Andrew, this is still theory. Like, how does it work in practice? How does it work in the real world? Because in the real world, you do have jobs where you're around people that are a bit like they're downers and, and they, they hold things back. And again, you could tell, you know, I've said it before, I'm a, str I'm a strategy guy. It's like, what can I strategically do with this understanding? So that's a really good question. And there's a number of ways of doing this, and they all come down to obviously managing yourself, your expectations, your responses, your feelings, your thoughts, your reactions. So for example, um, one method I teach in my book, I call it the discount trigger method. And it was inspired by a story of an entrepreneur who he sold this, um, this product, and for whatever reason, I mean, he was a nice guy and everything, and he wanted people to be happy. People were not happy with this product. He kept getting refund requests. And he felt so bad. I mean, obviously, he gave the refund to the customers, but he also felt so bad that they trusted him and they were disappointed that he wanted to make it up to them more. So he also offered them a discount on a different product that was way more expensive, but he gave them this, this huge discount on it. And the funny thing was the people, they would complain, they'd get their refund, they'd take him up on his offer, and they would love that product. Meaning technically, the people... He made more money on the people that complained about the first product than the people that didn't complain because they'd end up inevitably spending more money on them on a bigger product. So everyone was winning. Everyone was happy. And that inspired me to kind of say, well, what happened was basically when somebody asked for a, um, the refund, i.e. a negative thing, he had an automatic response, a positive one in place where he gave them the discount. And that's a discount trigger method, meaning especially at work, you're surrounded by colleagues. You know who's going to be a, a Debbie Downer. You, 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 don't, you not only know that, you know how they're going to do it. You know their games, you know their verbiage, you know the, their, their, you know their whole thing, their whole routine. So even an example of like a boss yelling at you. 
if you know your boss is going to yell at you every single day, assuming you're staying in that job, which is a whole different story, what can you strategically do to make sure that you're a winner of this? Well, me personally, I'm going to use it to my advantage. So I'm going to prepare a positive thought or a positive intention, a positive idea where every time my boss yells at me, as soon as I have an opportunity, I'm going to go someplace and I'm going to ponder that thought. And it could be my gratitude for um, whoever I'm in a relationship with, uh, gratitude for my best friend, gratitude for a mentor, gratitude for a situation. But I'm strategically taking this um, dependable negative thing and leveraging it to now feel positivity because P.S., Positive thoughts, intentions, emotions are so much more powerful than negative ones. Meaning if this thing keeps happening, you're actually winning. Every time this negative thing happens, you've got this thing um, you know, in place by default. And over time, you're going to build up more and more momentum where you're almost making them do you a favor by yelling at you. Now, by that same token, though, another piece is like when they're, you know, they're down on an idea and they're, they want to tell you every reason why it's going to fail. Another, again, strategic thing in self-management, I might say like I'll kind of think to myself, I am so grateful that I don't fall for these traps. I'm so grateful that I'm able to look on the bright side of things because, you know, I'm happy to lead by example and I hope maybe I inspire this person. I hope this person does better. But, you know, in the end, I've got a, I'm only responsible for my energy. I'm grateful that I have this awareness and that I can put my focus someplace else. So again, it's another discount trigger. It's another way of experiencing gratitude for yourself, your own mindset, the work you've done in yourself, the intentionality, and every other thing that you can um, strategically think of that's gonna get you on a higher level, especially given the fact that you're in an environment where predictably you're gonna get some challenges to that. You always want a way out of it. Yeah, no, I mean, I am gonna start using that right now today. I mean, I I love that because then if you have that, you can be prepared like, okay, I'm grateful for, and you know, I, I think that's brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant, Andrew, thank you so much. And I know our audience has gotten so much out of this. And um, learning how to successfully incorporate the law of attraction and achieve success. Um, where can they find out more about you? Yeah, well, thanks for having me and thanks for asking. I usually just have I have two very easy links for people. They can go to lastlawofattractionbook.com, um, which will auto forward them to the Amazon listing where they can check out the book in paperback or Kindle or audiobook. But um, I also like to make sure I'm giving value without charging a price. So if they don't want to pull out their wallet, they're also more than welcome to go to youtube.com slash Andrew Cap. And that'll be my YouTube channel devoted to the book where, again, I'll teach new methods. I'll feature some law of attraction experts and a few other surprises that I really hope they enjoy. So whether it's the book or the channel, uh, it's really just my wish and intention that they receive some kind of consistent value out of the content and can use it to their own advantage. Yeah. All right. And we'll be sure to share those links in our uh, post below for everyone, just scroll down. Um, and th Andrew, thank you so much for coming on the show. Amanda, thank you for, I mean, the great questions um, and for our audience for joining us. Um, it's been such a great discussion. And if you out there in the world have ideas that you'd like to share, please um, leave us a comment. We love hearing from you. We love to know your thoughts. Uh, if you have a topic or suggestion for uh, one of our shows, you can email us at jointheconversation at teachqueen.com. And to stay current on all of our great resources, articles, and, and everything we offer, you can join our weekly wisdoms newsletter at petitequeen.com. And then you will not miss anything, especially these amazing episodes. Um, Andrew, thank you so much. This has been such a great show. 
Thank you, Lynn, and thank you, Amanda. I really enjoyed this conversation, and I appreciate the intentionality of both your questions. Thank you so much for having me.